0: just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's employee of the month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the
2: Andy MC one Matt at Matt Fleur, Jancic, Instagram, Andy MC Sports, and at Matt Flow Sports. Of course, we're brought to you by our terrific sponsor, Cleveland Whiskey. Head on over to clevelandwhiskey.com, check them out. They have their products all over, not just Cleveland, not just Northeast Ohio, but all over America. So go to clevelandwhiskey.com. Follow them on social media. They have great cocktail recipes, innovative stuff. They have open houses, product, the underground, the original bourbon. It is. Sensational. Check them all out. Believe me, you're going to love it. ClevelandWhiskey.com on Twitter, at Whiskey, Instagram, at Whiskey. Okay, Matt, let's go to the Browns. We'll, we'll kind of recap the uh, Week 3 preseason game and then look ahead. And before we do that, we got to take a moment to say, hey, you know what? If you look at the Browns' big picture and the Indianapolis Colts were a team that could have stood in their way to potential playoff greatness in the AFC... Well, you can kind of throw them out the window with Andrew Luck, shocking retirement, and Jacoby Brissett taking the reins, right? Uh, yeah, that
0: that was a grenade thrown into the room, metaphorically speaking, when it yeah. comes to the Indianapolis Colts and their
1: chances at the postseason. I, I mean, I had a fantasy draft on Friday night. And, oh, Or 14 days before the regular season starts. Yeah. I mean, you're not given, you're not, you're not given the much to work with there. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is not an awful player.
2: He's serviceable. I mean, he's not yet proven that he could be a franchise guy. No, I mean, you're no, you're talking
1: about the number one overall on pick of the draft walking away from your team, and you're replacing him with a later round selection, and you kind of just. At that point you're hoping for the best. Yeah. and I know it is it is his decision and players never get to walk away under their own uh, you know, choice, but man, it just seems like if your heart wasn't in it in August, you probably knew
2: in mm. winter during the off season that your heart wasn't in it. Right.
1: I don't know if I would have done this. Yeah, uh, real high road. They let him, they, they let him keep his bonus as money. And they're not going to try to recoup it. They could have
0: recouped almost $25 million. Now, the worst part for them is that it comes
1: off of their, It doesn't come off their cap. It's a dead cap hit. So they're completely screwed when it comes to the cap situation. Mm-hmm. And that's a twenty, almost a $25 million hit. They just got to eat. That's, that's very hard to do that. And now, looking forward from the Colts' perspective, what the hell do you do long-term at quarterback? You thought you had that solved. Well, that's it. Now,
2: he was healthy. He was back.
1: To, yeah. You've got to go back to the drawing board, and it's almost like you're telling Jacoby Brissett, he don't make too much.
2: Yeah, well, and, and now we're back to that situation when Peyton Manning in his off year. Do they try to, to tank? One dark horse, though, Matt, I'll say this. Chad Kelly, who I really like coming out of the draft, but he had injury stuff and a lot of off-field stuff. But he's kind of come on a bit, and there's a guy, if he can keep his head straight off the field, he's got the pedigree with his uncle Jim, Kelly, and he p- players love to play with him. He's a leader. He's just a kind of like Phil Rivers if, Phil Rivers was like really amped up and not, you know, as as kind of clean cut as he was. It like like a, a, an off the a steroided up Phil Rivers as far as personality goes, but he could be a Dark Horse. Maybe heck, maybe he gets a shot this year. Who knows? I mean, you never know.
1: And at this point, I think the Colts are kind of open to everything. Because, they
0: don't have the choice. Frankly, they have to. Be. Yeah. Um, it was
1: just the whole situation to me was. Bizarre! I don't understand it. I, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But if it's his decision and
2: if he's comfortable walking away from the money, he's
1: walking away from. then... hey, must be nice. Good luck, Josh, and we'll see you up the road. Must like be I nice. Said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now he gets the itch and he's playing in he's
2: league. <laughs> Down in the XFL with Daddy Oliver as the as the commissioner. And real quick, Matt, then we'll get into all the Brown stuff, of course. That's why we're here. But the fans that booed, like just social media taking a task. And it reminds me of one like the Raptors when Kevin Durant went down. And people were like, how could you boo Kevin Durant for getting injured? In the moment, and for the Colts, I think it's even more so of a shock. Because you found out, if you're a Colts fan, in real time, you went to that game that night if you're in the preseason thinking, okay, Andrew Luck, he'll figure that little calf ankle whatever thing out. Come back. We're a legit playoff contender. You woke up that morning. You walked into the stadium feeling that way. Mid-game, you see an Adam Schefter tweet saying, Oh, what? Then you see Andrew Luck down here like, What are you do? What? That absolute shock of retirement in-game, in the moment, I don't blame the Colts fans at all. So for people to say, like, oh, it's classless. Yeah, would you have liked... And and you know what? It sucks Andrew Luck was hurt by that. And I'm, I'm sure it is. Because then you look at it from his side, right? like... I gave all my, myself to you all that, and I get booed, but the emotion of the moment, I totally get where the fans are coming from.
1: If you can't understand the timing of it, then you were completely clueless to what was going on. You yeah. just nuked their season. Like that. and Boom. In a blank. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's it's what it is. It's time. What are you supposed to do? Cheer? Uh, oh, thanks, Andrew. Uh, what are you supposed to do? It's... It, it's your decision, and you, you have to live with it, but you also have to live with the fact that it's not going to be well-received by everybody. Yeah. And when you when you basically rip the heart out of the fan base at any point, but two weeks before the season starts, Oof. I mean, yikes. Yeah. That's just not good. It's, it's really not good. And... I can't necessarily say that I blame the fans because if I paid my hard-earned money to go see a football team and their star player decided that eh, I'm good, I'm done, uh, I'd be I'd be pretty upset too. I, I would be I would uh, I, I don't know what I would do. I would, yeah. I would be very upset.
2: I totally understood it from that perspective. So there you go, Andrew Lux out. That now means the Browns, and hey that offense better start looking a whole lot better than it did uh, uh, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there is one obstacle out of the way playoff-wise, the, Tampa, uh, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So, Matt, let's talk about that. Of course, again, uh, no Odell Beckham Jr., no Jarvis Landry. Start Starting offensive line was in there. Baker played the full half. Uh, Matt, let's go to the offensive line. I want we'll, we'll get to the good stuff with the defense and the kicking situation. Yes, a positive kicker take is coming, folks. That That's what we call in the biz a tease. I can't wait. But that offensive line, Matt, boy, um, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. What, what were what were your thoughts on the O-line?
1: Well, I've, I've said all camp. It depends on how good the tackles play, how good this offense can be. And uh, Chris Hubbard did not have a very good night uh, at right tackle, and Greg Robinson wasn't too much better uh, yeah. on the left side of the line. It's a concern. I mean, they still have not found – their replacement to Joe Thomas. No. And I'm still kind of surprised by that because I would have thought that after getting your franchise quarterback, after getting, uh, you know, stud running backs and good wide receivers, pro bowl wide receivers, and athletic tight ends, that John Dorsey would be like, hey, I got to do everything in my power to protect this kid behind center. And
2: damn it, I'm
1: going to go buy a left tackle if I have to. Right, right. But Matt, he... And, and I've been a little surprised by that. But, but Baker said he Robinson, liked Greg Robinson. He a very good second half of the year last year, and yeah. maybe it was just
2: one bad day. And, and, that, and that could totally be it. And remember, too, Baker loves Greg Robinson. And so that that's another part of you want to take into it, the comfort factor there. And right, that is one preseason game. It was a night owned by the, the defenses. Um, but we got a glimpse of, I don't care what quarterback you are, if you don't have a clean pocket for at least a little bit of time, you're going to be rushed, and you're going to make some erratic throws. Also, there was bad day for the receivers, like Jalen Strong, Higgins dropped a couple ones that should have been catches, like Baker threw a couple just on the money, just zippers that were tremendous, but overall, he was, uh, he was rattled a bit, and watching that, I was getting nervous. I didn't want someone to fall back on his leg or anything like that, so they got a, I, The good thing is they have one of the best offensive line coaches in the league to the Browns, and Freddie Kitchens, at least now, can go back and say, hey, w- w- people want to crown us or people don't want the hype. We haven't earned anything yet, right? That might be a positive.
1: Yeah, I, I think they learned a very difficult lesson uh, on Friday night. This isn't going to be easy. This no. isn't going to be you know they're not gonna win the Super Bowl in September here. No, nope. it, it, it's not already predetermined. They've not already won the, the big game. Uh, they got some work to do, and the good thing is they got a couple of weeks to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, you know you've got to find a way to get better production out of your offensive line.
2: Oh yeah, no it's doubt. Now, well,
1: I know I know the whole thing is all oh, they didn't have Landry, they didn't have Beckham, they didn't have this, they didn't have that. Yeah, 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 I hear you, but you're going to have to deal with their absence at some point this year. They're not going to play every snap. They're going to be right. off the field sometimes. Sometimes they may not be in the lineup because they're dealing with an injury or something. You would have to make plays, and when given the opportunity to seize the fourth and fifth roster spots at that position, I thought Higgins and, and Strong came up small.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think they, they struggled. Just an off day overall for the offense on both sides. But Matt, the positive, the defense. What was it? Was it? I think it was only like six snaps that the whole starting four played. Holy crap, Matt. Good Lord. Like, it was a house on fire. Garrett was a monster. Vernon, and, and what we, we spoke about is the possibilities where teams focus on Garrett. Well, all right, Olivia, Vernon's going to be a beast. Richardson was plugging in. Like, you had everybody then chris smith even they just destroyed the tampa bay offensive line and what that does of course if you can get all that pressure with just four everybody else sinks back you get coverage sacks and everybody else looks good that defense as bad as the offense was i am extremely excited about the browns defense especially that front four that was awesome yes it was
1: it was a it's thing of beauty to see. I don't know that in the last 20 years the Browns have had that kind of pass rush. No. Uh, they really have talked all year, and, and to Freddie and John Dorsey's credit, uh, they have said, look, the defensive line is going to be a strength of our team. We really believe in the guys up there, and they're going to lead the way for us, and nobody's talking about them.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know that nobody's talking about them anymore because they look pretty damn good. Cool. Uh, I mean, Ogan Joby was crashing the pocket. Sheldon Richardson was crashing the pocket. Vernon and Garrett were essentially unblockable. Insane. And, I mean, I, I know it's, it's only like one, you know really one body of work that you can look at, and they didn't have to play the whole game. So, yeah, maybe they could have gone a little harder in the first quarter because they knew they were going to have a short night.
2: Right. But
1: still, they they did it, and that's good because you're going to need those guys to get home, and there are going to be times where the defense needs to carry this team. Yeah. Despite all their good offensive players, the, there will be – at least a couple games where his defense is going to have to answer the
2: bell. No doubt. That was awesome. Now, the other thing, Matt, what have we been saying for, I don't know, since Phil Dawson left? Find me my kicker. And maybe it's desperation. Maybe it's the fact I just want to stop talking about the damn kickers. But Austin Seibert came in four for four, hit a 54-yarder with extra leg to boot, and... I hope that maybe that was the okay, the confidence boost, and on we go, and we don't look back, and we have Cybert for the next ten years as as our kicker. Um, certainly a a plus. Is this kicking competition over now?
1: I don't know if it's over yet, but I know that Austin Cybert made a hell of a case on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't see that in him. Not. Anywhere close to that, actually. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised. And, you know, and I think for Greg Joseph, it was probably the worst thing that could have happened because, remember, the Browns spent a fifth round pick on Austin Zagreb. Yeah. They that want him to succeed. The
0: Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor in chief of The Verge and host of Decoder
1: shots on who makes the roster that doesn't bode
2: well for somebody that wasn't that picked. no no I, i'm glad i didn't have greg joseph my, my mindset of when i was down for training camp of not having greg joseph sign my football i think is going to pay off man i think that's a sound strategy
1: <laughs> you and greg joseph man oh to write, uh, his biography
2: man but i had to tell you know what Listen, maybe Austin Seibert's a, a, a gamer, right? Maybe it's in there, and, and when the lights are on, he goes, and that's what you want. But I won't forget this. And, and you know what? It's something where the, the guy said it. Maybe it says something about his competitive. Maybe it doesn't. But to me, when Greg Joseph was in that line when I was at training camp, and he said, oh, I love, I love signing, uh, uh, signing for the fans. It means more to me than making field goals. And I looked right. He was a foot away from I looked at him, and I said, not to me. It doesn't. Not to me, and he laughed, but like, I wonder. That's a nice thing to say. I would rather Greg Joseph, or whoever the kicker is, smack me in the face every Sunday and make every damn kick. Don't be a nice guy. Make the kicks, okay? And maybe Austin Seibert is one of those guys who can go in and just make the kicks when it counts. It's going to be an important week of practice, though. Yeah, and uh,
1: Seibert's case is essentially made for him because uh, Freddie alluded to it in his conference call over the weekend that uh, it's pretty much a given that Greg Joseph is going to take over the fourth game and okay. see what he can do. Now, is he going to have to go four for four? I hope not, but he he better make the ones he gets. I'll play that.
2: But what if he does not? Like here's the thing: it's going to be there's no starters that are going to be in. So the result, who really, who cares? You, you want to see the you, you know backups and play play well. But what if Greg Joseph goes 4-for-4? Like, what if it's an almost replica game and they go 4-for-4? What do you do then? Does it tie go to the draft pick?
1: That's a good problem to have. Right. You hope you have that problem. Uh, I don't know that the tie would go to the draft pick necessarily because Greg Joseph had a track record last year. He went 17 20 kicking field goal, 85%. That's pretty damn good.
2: Not good enough. He missed him when they counted. Right. Mr. August.
1: Andy, <laughs> Andy, he, and he, he couldn't even make him in August. Give him a break. He, That's true. He delivered in the game 17 out of 20.
2: Yeah. Down. No. I don't want him.
1: <laughs> you, you are so mean. Of I
2: the know. Players. I know. I, I'm an Austin Cybert fan now until he misses one. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you'll buy the jersey now, but when he pulls it wide right to lose a oh. playoff game like Odie Parkey did, uh, you're going to be flying down to Cleveland to go try to put him in the back alley. You know that's
2: right. And he's smaller than Greg Joseph, too. Greg Joseph was surprisingly built when I uh, when I met him, so that might be easier for me. Um
1: <laughs> look, look, you say that you, if you ever ran into Greg Joseph, you would fight him?
2: If if he screwed me this season, this is the big season, if he if he screwed up this season, then I would.
1: Okay. okay. So, I remember it a little differently than that. Uh, I,
2: go, go. <laughs> if you can go back and find the audio exactly of it, then then we'll, we'll, I might not get another chance there. He might be cut. Might have to road trip it. I don't know. <laughs> We 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 will see me and kickers man. So going into this this final preseason game, Matt, this final week of practice, getting ready. Um, good news for the Browns too. Starting uh, left tackle for the Tennessee Titans will be suspended the first four games of the season. So that is a plus. But the this final week, what are we looking for? We obviously don't want injuries. Are we looking for any position battles? Are we looking for things to get crisper? What areas going into this final preseason game are you looking for that you'd like to see out of the Browns?
1: I think wide receiver and returner are two key battles that are far from done. And I think a guy that could really make some hay this week is Braxton Miller. Now, I know he's been here for only a few days, but there was a reason why he was signed. And he is a hell of a lot bigger than most of the other guys fighting for that return spot and that last spot on the wide receiver uh, part of the roster. I would not be surprised if he didn't make the team, but I would not be surprised if he made it either.
2: Really? Interesting. So that last wide receiver spot.
1: I think if you give him a chance to return kicks and punts, he's a little bit bigger of a body. He's, he's kind of built more like Josh Cribs and Travis Benjamin. Right. But he's still, he's still quick as a hiccup. So I wouldn't rule that out at all. I, I legitimately think that even though he was a late addition to this roster, and usually those guys are just to get-me-through-the-final-preseason game kind of kind of signing, I'm not so sure that's the case with Miller. I think there's something there.
2: Interesting. So, the, But ultimately... He's gonna to have to, and maybe that's that's what we we're looking for in the fourth preseason game. Split returns um, between him and Sheehy, right? And see who who kind of impresses. Yeah, I don't,
1: after that first one, everybody loved Sheehy, but he hasn't done much since. The, no. This is a what have you done for me lately, lately business, and he's gonna to have to step his game up. That's for sure.
2: Oh, yeah, man. That's it. To get actually that, you can't be a one trick pony. And we're not saying you got to do 80 plus yard return, but you have to show, you got to break some. You got to get those big chunks and show you weren't a one off. So that'll be very interesting. That'll be very interesting.
1: Yeah, if you, you want to be a good punt returner in this league, you better have an average close or above 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: For sure. Which is tough.
1: Yeah. And- and if you want to have a good kick returning career, which I don't think he will, because I mean he's 160 pounds soaking wet, and those collisions are pretty violent. Um, I don't know that he could hold up over a 16 game season trying to run back kick kicks. Right. But, uh, the key numbers for special teams, in my eyes, is 10 yards per punt return and at least 30 yards on a kickoff return, because you know not a lot of them get returned anymore, but you you better be in that 25 to 30 range if you're running the ball out of the end zone. Because if you're not, you're doing more on than good.
2: Yeah, then you might as well just take your if knee if, in and then you can, anybody can if, be back there.
1: If, if you're going to return it from five yards deep in the end zone, you better at least make it to the 26 to make it worth my while. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, for, man. From a coaching perspective. If you're going to sit there and you're going to try to run off a of five and you can tackle the ten... He just
2: cost us fifteen yards. That's a personal foul penalty. Nice job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're looking at, uh, yeah, punt returners and the and the receivers kind of rebounding and stepping up. I thought Jalen Strong's had a great camp, but not a great game. So um, he's got a battle there. And and really, it's okay. Derek Willies, Damian Ratley, uh, and and Jalen Strong are kind of fighting for that last kind of real wide receiver spot. And then the the return slash kind of gimmick wide receiver in either Sheehy or um, or Miller, I suppose, right? Yeah, I,
1: I think Miller has a leg up in that because he can do multiple things. He can help the offense first and foremost, and then he's a bigger body to stick back there for returns and he can make plays happen.
2: Could throw the ball so too.
1: I think that I, I, he, he's got the inside track if he plays his cards right.
2: Interesting. So he's but he's got a flash as well. Wow. Okay. Uh, make sure you're following Matt on Twitter at Matt Flow Sports and his work WKYC.com/sports. All your Cleveland Browns updates from practice, press conferences, news stories, and all that good stuff on Instagram too at uh, Matt Flow Sports and uh, myself at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Also, guys, again, follow our sponsor Cleveland Whiskey, ClevelandWhiskey.com on Twitter at Cleve Whiskey at Cleveland Whiskey on Instagram. Not just great products, but they give you Recipes. They give you summer cocktail stuff. They give you so many unique things. The Underground series, the Hickory Wood, their award-winning Black Cherry. Uh, they're just their original. Great on its own. Available um, all across America. Just go to clevelandwhiskey.com. Check them out. Believe me. All right, Matt. That'll do it, buddy. We'll let you head off on to practice. Should be a fun one.
1: Yes, sir. Have a good week. Uh, good, uh, good day, and a good week.
2: All right, there you go. Matt Florgensick. I'm Andy Mattenberg. And You've been listening to The Dog House, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns.
0: Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance which of course will go right into the lawn progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and other insurers discount not available in all stage or situations get ready for fall with epic savings at pandora jewelry from august 20th through 26th save up to 30% off store-wide it's your chance to get more of what you love no exceptions everything's included or a limited time only at Pandora Jewelry. Offer valid while supplies last at participating retailers. Other restrictions may apply. See store for details. Get ready for fall with big savings from Pandora Jewelry. Click the banner to find a Pandora store near you. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business.
2: You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit. They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.